On this episode, we're going to go a little out of the norm. A little Twilight Zone here. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about transhumanism. Put on your, your sci-fi glasses and let's talk a little bit about the future. So listen in. <laughs> let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Hi, I'm Benny Capal, and I'm a funeral professional. And I'm Nicholas Capal, psychologist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. All right, Doc, I know I threw this at you the other day, but I really think this would be a really good discussion, and I think the listeners would get a lot out of it. So I, I, I was happy to do my research here, and I came across the, uh, the whole thing on transhumanism. Now, I'm just going to read you... Uh, the definition here for everybody too, just so they understand. So transhumanism is a philosophical and intellectual movement which advocates for the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies that can greatly enhance longevity and cognition. It also predicts the inevitability of such technologies in the future. Now, I know that's a lot. That's a basic basic kind of word jungle there that I gave you. But the idea for this that I'm going to swing into what we talk about death and grief is we already know that Elon Musk is coming out with this neural link, right? And the idea is you're going to be able to download um, like things that you are being a part of, right? Like these are memories, the thoughts. Um, we're already there. Like it's already made. Apparently, the reason why it's not really out in the market is they don't have the surgical know-how yet of how they're going to be able to implant it and take it out. I'm sure they do, but they have to make sure trials and all that, I'm sure. Um, but the idea is this kind of already exists. And where I'm going to come, where this is going to come for a conversation you and I are going to have today is the thought of, okay, if you can have a chance to download yourself, right, your actual cognitive thoughts, your beliefs your voice, maybe even possibly, obviously, with, with how we have technology today, they can make an image of yourself, possibly even uh, a, an AI, right? A robot that looks like you, talks like you, and now has the ability to think and to have memories, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in theory, if these things last, you could be, you could live forever, right? Or at least your your presence could live on forever. So here's my two thoughts on this, Doc. If a person can, even at the beginning stages of put on some sort of, you know, the, the, the whole glasses thing and be able to go into a virtual world and sit down with their loved one that they've lost and have conversations with each night, possibly even be able to touch, right? Because we already know the, 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 the uh, um, what is it, the body suits that they have where you can feel things. So like you can feel somebody touches you in the virtual world. So if you could have that ability, does that person actually die? And then what is that going to do for the psyche of people if they never have to technically deal with the death of somebody? So that's the first kind of thoughts. Doc, your, your take on it. So I got two. So the first thing I can think of right now in my mind is uh, the reality that we live in right now where people, instead of experiencing the real world, will take pictures. They're behind a, a lens. So the problem I have with that 
my wife and I actually discussed this on multiple occasions, is that I wonder if we're actually missing out on the experience by focusing behind a lens. I know you want to see your, you know, your child's first birthday party. You want to be able to see the pictures. The problem I have is, is that we've gotten into a society where that's all we're seeing is through a lens. And I think that lens takes you one step farther from reality instead of being truly present with what's going on. So that's my first thing is, is that if we have a neural link or whatever we're going to call it, death link, right? to our ancestors and we can talk to them. We can sit in a room with them. Are we missing out on the little time we have on this world? Right. That's my first thought. The second thought I say, I say this to my clients all the time, the DeLorean back to the future. There is a lot of people that get caught up going to their DeLorean and going to the past. The problem is, is if you stay there long enough, it's going to turn into depression. It's not going to be a positive experience for, for a long, lengthy period. So if you get your Google goggles or your neural link or whatever this, whatever this is going to be called, right, and you just stay there with your loved one, are you truly living? Secondly, if you go into your DeLorean and you go to the future, that leads to anxiety. Don't go in the DeLorean. Stay present. Present is how you learn about yourself. Yes, is it is it is it um, important to think of past mistakes and learn from them? Absolutely, but they only apply if you're actually living today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my issues. Is that again? It's a step away from what's actually happening. Okay, so here's a, here's the thoughts that came across my attention. Um, Let's let's take the religious side away from this because that you know how that causes stirs. But let's be honest, that is a that is a problem here to 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 be to be blunt. But let's say a okay. So the idea is you're taking this person and they they're living on a. Is that actually that person? So my idea is so if you take a 13 year old kid that's dying of terminal cancer and you put them into this neural link and do they stay at 13 is that the last or do they evolve right does this become a sentient being does this actually know that it is a mind of someone who's died and it wants to learn and get all this information and knowledge and grow what it, what would the process of that doc be if that person was somebody who possibly is like an anarchist and wants to burn this place down Right. So if they're in that system, could this possibly be somebody who is going to self-sabotage this whole thing um, because of that? That's their personality. Right. Or let's be honest. Right. Um, And trigger warning here for anybody dealing with um, suicide. But like, so let's say it's a suicidal person. Are they going to want to continue after? Are they mentally going to want to? That's that. That was one of the big things that came to my head is like, what if the person doesn't want? to be doing this and then wakes up in this computer world, right? Or in these zero, zero ones and one ones and zeros, what does that even look like? Right? Well, I think the the problem that you're, you're, you're standing is, is that they would be there. They're not there. Their memories are. No, the idea is if you can basically clone this person inside this whole thing, because they're going to, they're going to look through like your morals, your ethics, the way that you communicate your memories. So basically 
it's like you died and went right into the computer. That's the right, idea. But, but your your version of going into the computer is as long as your brain functions, but your brain does not function at a certain point. But what if your brain continues through this? What if this is your new brain? Again, we're, we're asking the question of, <laughs> do you want to live forever? And that's the I idea. I don't want to. So, but, but do you have no choice at that point? What do you mean you don't have any choice? You can say, I don't want that implanted. Let's in my say brain. you get in a coma, Nick, and your wife decides, I want to do this. You don't have a choice in this matter. I, I think that there has to be a lot of legality reasons for why it's acceptable, just like anything else, just like uh, um, physician assisted suicide, right? Or physician assisted death, whatever we're going to call it. You know, there has to be a lot of legality behind it because. One of the things as a doctor, at least in cl- the clinical psychology world, but I think it applies to most doctors, if not all doctors out there, is we do no harm. Right. right. So the minute that we're stepping into something that this person did not want, we are doing harm, correct? In theory, but what if they didn't know? Like you're personally, like you personally don't want to do this, but you never had an opportunity to tell your loved one. So, so again, we, we think about like, Babies, right? That's a perfect example. Are we going to implant this into babies? Maybe. I'm against that. Well, I, I'm I'm saying this is this is in the future, but it's not that far in the future. Is what I'm saying, Doc. And with technology, um, you know, the years that technology would take to double itself, right, was maybe five to ten years. Now it's getting like a year. You know, things I think are you're speeding up. About a science that keeps us, our brains functioning. No, not not uh, our body dies, but everything else gets put into a program. But that's what I'm saying to you is that technically that person is not there. It's their thoughts and memories that are there. But correct? Uh, but where where is it that that's not them? My where prob- are you saying my problem is is who's controlling this? Exactly. Well, and that's another thing too is if if people are worried right now about Big Brother watching us, right? Obviously, if if you're going to put a chip in your head that's going to basically record everything, mm-hmm. all your 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 you know you know your neural links, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to know everything, right? And that's what I'm saying to you is is that I think what this is actually going to be become is hours and hours of you what you see and what you think, right? And I don't even know if they got that technology yet. I think what it's going to do is record what you do and what you talk about. Not what actually you're thinking about. Well, and that, and that, and that and that's the that's the that's the question that I have. Are you yet. actually going to be? Is it going to be Benny Kapal at that point? Benny Kapal, if your body and your brain dies, are you alive? But here's the thing: I believe that there because I, that's a weird question because I believe that everything is energy too. Oh, absolutely. so could your energy go into these neural links? Again, I think that there is, is at least in my my knowledge of how psychology has gotten, we have just tapped into the basics of the brain. We're doing a lot of brain mapping right now. We're trying to figure out what really is happening. But the brain is so advanced and we just do not understand it. We are we're learning and we're getting we're getting to a place where we can kind of pinpoint what's happening. But we don't we don't understand why it happens. We don't understand. There's things that we as human beings, I I think, and maybe my great 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 granddaughter or grandson will tell me differently. 
but I don't know if we'll ever completely understand us. I, I agree with so you. So my thing is, is that what you're talking about is basically a family video of your whole life. I, but from, I also truly believe that it has to be something that we really look at and we there's got to be a reason why we're doing this. And to be honest with you, I think that we are special being human beings. And I also think that there is thoughts that we have that is out of our control. So to judge someone on a thought that they had without knowing the person, without knowing what they did, seems a little silly to me. No, absolutely. And I also thought of like just the day-to-day of this, right? So you die. Is it my responsibility as the funeral professional to get that neural link out and automatically set it up to something? And then here's the thing too. What if I do that and accidentally break it? Well, and then the other thing we're going to talk, I think in my mind, I think about privilege, right? There's only going to be a certain amount of people that can afford this too, at least at the beginning. Right. No, hundred. I, I thought about the same thing too. It's definitely going to be a socioeconomical thing. So if we're going to just judge history off of these neural links, especially in the beginning, we are missing a huge part of the world. Well, and what are we recording? You right. know what I mean? What, 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 that, it's that I want to see what I want to see, and I don't want to see other people's opinions. And to be honest with you, again, I, it's a scary. It's a scary thought because, to be honest with you, I don't necessarily want anybody who didn't know me to have my memories. And that's that's those the thing are, too. those. And this is the thing I tell my wife all the time when she takes pictures is that she'll be like, "Don't you want pictures?" And I said, "Absolutely, I want pictures." But I will remember this moment. Right. And to me, that's more important than a picture. I remember what my kids' uh, cake smashing is. Maybe when I'm 80, I won't. Don't get me wrong. Um, Memory does get worse and worse as we get older. Um, But at the same time, I think that this is where our world is getting to, where we believe that technology is as good as the real thing. And it's just not. It's going to always, it's a big swing and a miss. You're always going to miss something if you're behind a screen. And what if, and, and let's go even a step further, Nick. So let's say we download Doc Nick Paul, right? And then your grandson gets born and we give him all of that information, right? How crazy would that be where we can download your, all of your, let's say folders, it sounds silly at that point, but all your folders into your grandson. So he automatically has all of that knowledge. What, see, this is where this gets, because at that point, are we just yet trying again to make these ben, elite? You try to give adult knowledge to your children right now. Oh, I'd be. It'd how, be. Do they, how do they deal with it? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I just, I'm just saying like, these are, these are what we have to like, just, just a the possibilities. Um, but here's another thing too, Doc. So we've talked about a lot of negative things. Let's talk a little bit about maybe your thoughts on any positives from from this. Being oh, able to I would, record. I mean, there there is so many people I can think of where I would love. You know, I always say the fly in the room, right? I would love to, you know, experience Walt Disney's first couple steps on, you know, um, Disney World. Mm-hmm. what he must have thought and how proud he must have been or 
you know, we talk about like sports people like Iserman, right? We're from Michigan. So Steve Iserman, go for it. Stevie. Go Red Wings. Lindstrom too. Um, you know, what it felt like to win the Stanley Cup or, you know, these football guys that win, you know, um, the Super Bowl. It must be you can't ex- it's just like when you when you experience your first born child right that would be cool don't get me wrong i think that would be cool to witness it but that's not you witnessing it right i mean ima- imagine a auto uh, autobiography uh, again like steve Eiserman Eiserman winning the stanley cup must be awesome but how much cooler is it when nicholas capal is lifting the stanley lord stanley you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm never going to. I mean, it is such a, a privilege and an honor for all the hockey um, men out there and women out there that that play that sport. It's it's a it's it's a lot. But what I am saying is, is that you can't make me believe that seeing something is the same as you actually witnessing something. I know, but like, what I'm saying is, eventually, the technology may be there where you actually are there. You are, but it's, but it's not there. And I think our brain knows that it's always a step away from reality. Well, that's, well, that's the question is in the future, does unreality become the new reality? Have I I put it out? Anybody who's never watched the the movie WALL-E, right? Mm -hmm. That's a perfect example of how I feel like technology can actually ruin human experience. Right. I, I agree. And when I when I thought of this, I said, what a cool idea. And I think possibly, Doc, for some people that are really struggling in grief, there may be parts of this that could help. Well, here's the only worry I have is, is that, again, I'm a firm believer in the yin and the yang. And one of the things I think that grieving people need to experience is grief. Mm hmm. It is such an important experience to how much you've loved them, how much you miss them, how much they meant to you. And that makes them real. It also puts more importance on the uh, quality of living if you know you're going to die. Absolutely. Um, and also, and that was the other thing I was going to bring up too. If, if it gets to the point where you know you can live forever, people aren't going to make the same decisions they would make Absolutely. Knowing that they're not. Well, here's here's the question, too. Um, I think a lot of morality and ethics has to do with, you know, the idea that I'm going to eventually die. If you knew that you were never going to die, why be ethical or moral? It it, it brings up it brings up a lot of I I just thought it was such I thought it was such a cool topic and especially revolving around death and grief, because absolutely. the beginning stages of this, I see a lot of what you're saying, Dak, but I mean, look how far we've come. If you've told a caveman, we would be podcasting, you know what I mean? And if he could understand or she could understand. But I think even this podcast, right, is, is that you uh, listeners out there are hearing my experience. It's not yours, right? It's not Benny's. It is my experience. And that's the beauty. Nobody can take that from me. Nobody can steal that from me. That is my experience. But what if we can record that experience? They are. They're listening to it right now. No, but what if they can actually record that? They could see through your eyes. They but could that, feel but again, the, that's what not, you were feeling. That's not me. They can, they can taste the coffee. This right here is a perfect example. 
don't get me wrong. This is super awesome that I can reach so many more people than I, I could in real life. But just like a therapist, I'll tell you right now, teletherapy is not in-person therapy. You, well, you don't can't, feel you can't their see body the non-verbal. language. You don't, you don't feel the room. You it's can't feel not, the aura. You're right. You can't feel it. Right. Well, Doc, I think we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to do a Q&A, but we're going to have you ask a question. Q&A, Q&A, everyone loves that Q&A. Q&A's, that Q&A's, you're talking about them Q&A's with Doc Nick. So let's say Doc Nick was on life support 10 years from now. Maybe I get some sort of terrible condition. Um, And I can't speak. And maybe my wife, unfortunately, has passed away by this point. And they come to you and say, can you put a neural link in Doc Nick? I think he's got a lot of education. I think he's got a lot of... Um, cool ideas and weird concepts. I would love to know what he's been thinking his whole life. What would you say? Okay, so um, right now I would say no because I know you wouldn't want that. And I knew that even before you said that today because I'm a strong believer and I think you are right now in this idea that we really need to grieve. And the more that sometimes technology and the more that these new somewhat um, ideas and concepts get brought into it. It's just taking away from the ultimate elephant in the room, which is dealing with grief, right? So my thing is, if if they're looking for, if they could find a way to specifically pull one thing that they needed from you, for instance, like like you were like, I have it. I have the solve for this psychological problem. And you really had it. You had it mapped out. But let's say they can't find your documents, or they get you had it in your head. Like it was, you just had this brilliant aha moment. If they could find a way to just pull that, maybe, maybe we would be talking about something different. But the idea of actually fully taking Doc Nick, or in their mind, fully Doc Nick, which as we've talked about in our in our opinion, not everybody else is out there, um, is not you. I would say no. But if it's specifically for something that they could grasp at that time, it could be something that I would want. Maybe there's something I want. So let's put a part B on that. So they come out with the neural link in five years from now. Are you going to get the neural link? We might not have a choice in the future. Let's be honest. But let's be honest, Doc. That is a dangerous place to go. I'm just just saying, let's, let's, let's be realist here. We have no idea what 25, 30 years from now will look. Look what humanity has made other humans do. You know, and, and, and what they, they can sugarcoat it with fear. They could sugarcoat it with health. We don't know. And Nick, what if these things eventually could have nanobots that can cure cancer, that can take but, care of most? But then again, we're going back to the living forever. Would you want to live forever? Yet again, I'm telling you no, but I don't know if a generation is grown up in a situation where that's all they know. Interesting. You were talking about Wally. That's a perfect example. Why are they on that ship doing that day to day out? Is because they don't know any different. Right. So if people are programmed to never experience grief, they'll never understand the beauty in experiencing grief, which we know. Well, thank you so much for listening in. I, I'm just flabbergasted by this conversation. Um, we would really love to know what you guys 
and gals out there think about this topic, please write in to let's talk about death pod at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what you think about transhumanism. Is it something that's good? Is it maybe tell us something that maybe we didn't think of that would be a positive or a negative? Maybe you feel both ways. Maybe you're confused about it. Um, yeah, please listen to us, like us, subscribe us, send us out there, especially to all those science fiction nerds out there. I know they want to hear about this. They love it. I love it. I'm a nerd. It's yeah, cool. Let's do it. um, let's talk about it. And yeah, who knows? Maybe this will be recorded in somebody's neural link. And maybe Elon, to... maybe Mr. Elon himself is listening. Maybe Elon, we'll be on uh, Elon's <laughs> podcast next okay. week. Um, Anyways, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we are Let's Talk About Death, and we'll keep talking. And if you're not talking about death, you sure aren't living, Benny boy.